I ain't working with Roch. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> but he gets results. He'll, hope, he'll, hope. he'll scan and make copies of any amount of pages of a book <laughs> any kid asks for. Oh, no, no regard for copyright. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And what we're doing tonight, um, I'm hosting, and these two are going to try to get from the Wikipedia page for Hacker all the way to the Wikipedia page for um, the Library of Alexandria. (laughs) What? Yep. That's That's how you're doing it. Wow. Okay. You got to hack, you got to hack the Library of Alexandria, the planet. Mhm. And it's starting where again? Hacker. Just hacker. just hacker. It's just wiki not, slash hacker. Not not the movie Hackers. No. Okay. Nope. Just making sure. Just hacker regular computer kind. Not the MST3. <laughs> not the MST3K movie Side Hackers. No. Okay. Is that a movie okay. that they made or is that a movie they riffed? It's a movie it. they riffed. It's a okay. real movie. It mm-hmm. happened for real. Someone did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have anything to do with hacking. No, there's no hacking in it. It's great. It's a great. <laughs> great. You know, it, come to our podcast and let, and let us <laughs> recommend MST movies you should be watching instead. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> I almost did be like, do we even do a podcast this week? Do we just like <laughs> recommend a better podcast to go listen to that's like mm. about real issues in the world? Mm. Should you just be using your time to, I don't know, listen to other I mean, voices? You I've should probably hit, should. Yeah. If you, you want, should. just turn this off and go find. Just, yeah. We're you can come okay back later. Yeah. We'll be here. Oh, we'll be here. Oh, oh, can you hear that motorcycle that's in the background? Because it's showing up on my, uh, my waveform here. Oh, I thought that was. That's joke. what the movie Side Hackers was about. <laughs> it was. To decide who goes first, uh, I've had you guys prepare your hacker aliases slash like call signs. Uh huh. Um, and I'm just gonna pick the one that I like the best. Like like the best. Yeah. So uh, either you want to go first. I I have mine ready. If if you if you don't mind, if I go first, Tim. Go right ahead. Okay. So uh, so my hacker call sign. Um, I, I, I thought about it for a little while and I think that the, the, the thing that I feel like there are a couple things that you need to have, uh, to be a hacker. Of course. And I mean like elite skills. Absolutely. Uh, fingerless gloves, hundred percent required. <laughs> um, some kind of mesh clothing again, check. Uh, I will never tell you guys which, what, what kind of clothing it is I have, but, uh, the, the thing that I'm deciding to go with, uh, you have to have everyone has to say this phrase at least once. I'm in. Right. So my hacker name is just I'm in. So oh. regardless, regardless of whether or not you're actually in or not, you're in. Uh, in or yeah, yes. So in order to yeah, so anytime anyone tries to call me out, it's a it leads everyone on a on a chase to see whether or not. Someone actually broke into something or they're just trying to tag me. Right. And it kind of sounds like admin, Ooh. which mm. is also a computer thing. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Tim, So, <laughs> what do you got? 
so the the thing about uh hacking nowadays is that it's just it's so cold and impersonal <laughs> it's all just you know algorithms oh, yeah. Yeah. strangers who knows where just sliding on in and taking your identity it's very cold it's very impersonal sure it doesn't adhere to the values that its victims hold dear <laughs> oh I want a hacker alias that that people can trust to distrust. Mm. And that is why my alias is Smooth Hickory. Ooh. Smooth wow. Hickory. <laughs> what? When you're hacked by Smooth Hickory. It's so lost. It's, it's a hack that goes down smooth. <laughs> it is it is a hack that is not it's not just gonna reach into your virtual oh pocket. Oh my god, I'm... <laughs> it's going to gain your trust over the years. Kyle Iyer, Simpatico. It's, it's going to it's going to take you to ball games. It's going to be a shoulder to cry on. Are you sure, this is a name you want to use on take, the internet? It's going to take it's doing hacking the old fashioned way. Oh. Spending years <laughs> until you finally give up your password. In a moment of absolute <laughs> trust. That was very good, Tim, but I'm five years old. Um Tim, this is the best. This is very good. Are the are the O's zeros? <laughs> no, 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 no. This no? is just No, he is, plays it straight. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. It's just smooth hickory. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna get you're gonna yeah. get some DMs. <laughs> <laughs> for sure like, <laughs> <laughs> some people are going to be slowing uh, in there for 100%, 100%. but yeah I mean it's you just gotta it's 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 hacking it's hacking with old fashioned oh, values I love smooth it smooth hickory I love it uh I gotta go <laughs> smooth hickory yeah t- yes guy of course you do <laughs> Uh, well, I needed that. <laughs> can I can I ask to be called Smooth Hickory for the rest no. of the episode? Okay. okay, it was worth asking. <laughs> the first just the first Google result that I put it when I put in Smooth Hickory is Smooth hyphen Hickory hyphen solid uh, solid hardwood at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hang on, uh, let me just get a nice uh, a glass of water here. <laughs> just just a, take a nice long drink, just to, you know before you actually do that Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See what I come up with. <laughs> oh my Ooh. gosh! Oh. oh, I'm crying already. <laughs> we're Very we're good. five minutes into this episode. <laughs> Why what, did I miss? <laughs> what did I glaze over when you were explaining why why hickory? Is it just because it's a good? <laughs> I said it's it's a name that people can trust to abuse their trust. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, there's no there's no Sky, goosefer. I gotta take a walk. What the heck is a goosefer? People don't know what people can't no. trust that. I need to I need to take a walk, Sky. People can trust to... like hickory. It's like a solid like knock on uh-huh. wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that somebody's trying to be deceptive. Exactly. Mm. It is it is oh. a smooth Trustworthy, untrustworthy <laughs> brand. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't trust you, actually. That's the thing. Good. I feel, like, I feel like you're selling me a car. But it but it feels good, though, doesn't it? Like, it no. feels a lot better. It's God a better feeling it. of distrust. It's Stop more familiar. It. It's more I don't, personable. Don't talk about familiarity. <laughs> Quick, Skype. Let's get into the game quickly. Smooth. smooth wins. Talk about hackers, Hey, hey, Tim. hey. No, no. Here's, here's the motto. God smooth hickory does not hack people. Smooth hickory no, hacks no, don't do family. It. Tim. What? Tim, no. <laughs> okay, that's a line too far. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say if you're hacked, If you're hacked, you're family. <laughs> okay. I thought never, for a second you were going to say Never ending tro- Trojan Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's uh, bad also, for other yeah. reasons. Oh God my damn it. Gosh. <laughs> oh, do you want to just start this episode over, Sky? I oh. think it's going great. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Gosh, it is like you've hacked. Oh, uh, I did another hacking thing, didn't I? What was that? When we had the hacking that? stuff. We had the we had the hacking rules. Did I already do it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we just we did an episode that we could. On speed oh, running, we, it was yeah. speed running. Yeah, ah, it was speed running. It was right. glitches. Yeah. yeah, I still think we should bring those back at some point. I I really thought I really enjoyed hey, that. Why not now? Hey, <laughs> this you can hack it instead of glitch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the glitches uh, that I came. One up of with. the things was uh, being able to click the random link once. Yeah. Um, one was being able to click something that was not on the main page. Like you could click something in a caption or, or oh, yeah, yeah. see. And then, oh, dang, what was the other? What was the last thing? Wasn't there one that was like offensive? Like, like you could do something to the other person? I can't remember. I can't remember now. You can make uh, them click. The... You can make them. You can make a link not clickable or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Those are good, though. I think those two will add enough. Yeah. Off, off the I cuff. mean, you know, I'm clicking random, correct? I mean, sure. Uh huh. Okay. You can. <laughs> okay. Um, Unless there's something very good on this page. Let's talk y'all, about hackers. Yeah, y'all want to talk about hackers? A computer hacker is any skilled computer expert who uses their technical knowledge to overcome a problem. See, that's a very legit way. It's a very trustworthy way of talking about hackers. Well, wait a second. But I mean, oh, like that could well, be. Well, not just... all hackers are bad, of course. But it takes no, they're not. okay. So, technical knowledge—that's just like anything. Knowing anything about a computer, like if you, <clears throat> hey, this program is locking up. I'm going to control alt delete. Hey, <laughs> that's a hack. Well, You're I mean, a that's, hack. that's what that's what life hacks are. I mean, oh my gosh, Tim, don't do this to me. <laughs> While hacker can refer to any skilled computer programmer, the term has become associated in popular culture with a security hacker, someone who, with their technical knowledge, uses bugs or exploits to break into computer systems. Mm-hmm. That's one that we tend to think about. Uh, reflecting the two types of hackers, there are two definitions of the word hacker. An adherent <laughs> of the technology and programming subculture, see hacker culture. Hacker culture. Someone who is able to subvert computer security, if doing so for malicious purposes, the person can also be called a cracker. Hackers and crackers. Hackers and crackers. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's not one of my favorite specials over at Denny's, though. I mean, it's just not... Uh, No, they really... (laughs) Uh, Gross. It's like, 
It's just it's, it's just like minced meat. It's, yeah, it's and Fisher, eggs. It's fisherman's friend lozenges on a saltine. <laughs> uh, today, mainstream usage of hacker mostly refers to computer criminals due to mass media usage of the word since the 90s. This includes what hacker slang calls script kitties. Yeah. People breaking mm. into computers using programs written by others with very little knowledge about the way they work. That's, man, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Like, the people basically just, people are yeah. like, hey, here's here's this program that'll let you hack into something. Oh, cool. I'm going to use it, stream it on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that'll work. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why there's I, I'm I'm noticing something already that there's a lot of scare quotes going on in this page, like lots yeah. and lots of things where. But I can't uh, tell me if you're if you guys are hearing it this way, too. But like every time I'm seeing one of those, I'm hearing it in a very sarcastic term of like tone where they're like uh, someone who's writing this page. It's like there are two definitions of the word hacker. Uh, today, mainstream uses of hacker mostly remo- re- refers to computer criminals. Uh, and then this re- this includes what hacker slang calls script kitty. Like they're trying to say that even this Wikipedia page is not cool enough to know act to actually know something about hacking. I mean, fair. <laughs> it's totally fair. Mm. It's hard. They yeah. But have they learned how to hack Wikipedia yet? I mean, yes, I guarantee yes. it. Constantly, Probably all the time, constantly. <laughs> I mean, but their vandalism constantly gets gets shut down. Mm, does it? Have you checked the vandalism for this page? <laughs> oh, oh no. boy, I haven't. Okay. Uh, representation in network news. Oh boy, that's a that's an interesting interesting subtitle there. That's like we're just focusing on network news. Uh, let's see here. Um, members of the media sometimes seem unaware of the distinction between hackers and uh, the technical community that's trying to preserve and distinguish the original meaning of the word. Okay. So like yep. computer criminals and then just the people who just like to hack for the fun of it for good. Hack Listen, hackers and crackers rhyme, so it's hard mm-hmm. to tell apart. That's what it is. Yep, It's true. Uh Grouping legitimate <laughs> hackers such as Linus Torvalds and Steve Wozniak, along with criminal crackers. Wow. There's heated Uncalled controversy. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Let's see here. A possible middle ground position has been suggested based on the observation that hacking describes a collection of skills and tools which are used by hackers of both descriptions for differing reasons. The analogy is made to locksmithing. That's a good one. Yeah, that is good. Specifically picking locks, which is a skill which can be used for good or evil. Yeah, but locksmiths, locksmiths don't call themselves lock pickers. Like, they don't, <clears throat> you know, it's not like, they don't use that phrasing. It's not a shared term among both good and, or I guess, ethical and non-ethical people. I don't like good and evil for this, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, whereas hacking is both things. <clears throat> That's true. Uh, sometimes hacker is simply used synonymously with geek. What? <clears throat> a quote: A true hacker is not a group person. He's a person who loves to stay up all night. He and the machine in a love-hate relationship. They're kids who tended to be brilliant, but not very interested in conventional goals. It's a term of derision and also the ultimate compliment. Unquote. Oh what is that gosh. from? 
Alan Al- Kay quoted in Stuart Brand, Space War, although, although or as it is actually written, S space P space A mm-hmm. space C space E okay. space W space mm-hmm. A space R colon <laughs> fanatic life and symbolic death among the computer burns. What? No, no, not burns. Bums. Burns, bums. Even <laughs> computer better. Computer bums. From 1972. Oh my god. A 1972 issue of Rolling Stone. Wow. Hacker Mm -hmm. culture. Oh gosh. Hacker culture is an idea derived from a community of enthusiast computer programmers and systems designers in the 60s around the Massachusetts (laughs) Institute of Technology's Tech Model Railroad Club. Of course. And the MIT Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Oh, that's Concept. my favorite part of this page. <laughs> <laughs> Expanded to the hobbyist home computing community, focusing on hardware in the late 1970s uh, and on software in the 80s and 90s. Later, this would go on to encompass many new definitions, such as art and life hacking. Yep. And then they have white hat, black hat, and gray hat hackers. Those are the good ones, the bad ones, and the ambivalent ones. The chaotic. Like... <laughs> chaotic neutrals. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Anything else in here? There's something called the the, the book the book called the Cuckoo's Egg. Yep. And in the TV documentary, the KGB, the Computer and Me. Uh, <laughs> if you want to learn about hackers and crackers and the differences. Hmm. Let's see. There are some very good links on this page. I'm not going to click. Uh, I'm not going to click random. There are so many. Yeah, there's so many li- links on here that I have no idea where they would take me if I. Click but I them. want to know. That's yeah, the there thing. are some <laughs> Where I am going to go, though, uh-huh. is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Oh, You're okay. not clicking the train. I am not. The well, I mean, hopefully, model? hopefully they'll talk about the trains here. Oh, I really hope so. Let me All check. right. Uh, Sky. Out of we we skipped the page that or the part of this page that I really like here because I never get to see this word. However, because the positive definition of hacker was widely used in the predominant as the predominant form for many years before the negative definition was popularized, was it? Uh, hacker, uh, scare quotes, can be seen therefore mm-hmm. as a shibboleth, uh, yes. identifying those one of the elder ones. The, yeah, one of the a technically oriented sense as members of the computing community. Compu- Computing community is a difficult phrase to say. Uh, I'm going to click on shibboleth. All right. Okay. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yes. A private research university in Cambridge, Massachusetts. MIT. I believe it's where the, the car talk people are from. Uh, so We're from. <laughs> we're, well, I mean, well, one of them is, is still with us. Oh, they are? Yeah. I thought they both passed. Uh, not as far as I know. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think only the there. one has. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Institute is a land grant, sea grant, and space grant university. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're they're open what is, to. <laughs> what is a space grant? I want one. You know. <laughs> I mean, they're like we just we just. <laughs> We just skip beyond the air grant. We're all the way up in space. Oh, wow. They research space. That's literally what that is. Cool. Uh, has an urban campus, extends more than a mile oh. alongside the Charles River. You can also get a sun grant. What? Yeah. Sounds He's going to study the sun. I, or you are from the sun. 
No, sustainable, environmentally friendly, bio-based energy alternatives. As of October 2019, 96 Nobel laureates, 26 Turing Award winners, and 8 Fields medalists have been affiliated with MIT as alumni, faculty members, or researchers. In addition, 58 National Medal of Science recipients, 29 National Medals of Technology and Innovation recipients, 50 MacArthur Fellows, 73 Marshall Scholars, 48 Rhodes Scholars, 41 Astronauts, and 16 Chief Scientists of the U.S. Air Force have been affiliated with MIT. Wow. That's a lot. Pretty big. A lot of stuff. A lot of good boys. Probably a lot of bad boys. Probably. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Founded in 1850, or in 1859, a proposal was submitted to the Massachusetts General Court to use newly filled lands in Back Bay, Boston, for a, quote, unconservatory of art and science, unquote. Ah, but the proposal failed. I should have read ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but oh, then harsh. later, we got MIT. <laughs> the end. Two days, <laughs> two days after MIT was chartered, the first battle of the Civil War broke out. <clears throat> so. Ah, oh, dang. The status really, center. There's really a good time for anything. The status center looks bonkers. It houses CSAIL, I don't know what that is, LIDS, and the Department of Linguistics and Philosophy. And it's like, of course it does. Mm-hmm. It looks like this building is a cartoon building that's falling down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh, man. Let's see this. See man, there's there's a lot on here. Oh, here's the Tech Model Railroad Oh my gosh. Oh, good. I'm glad they're in here. What? Who did this to this building? I don't know. Why? I I don't... mm, Wow. There's not even a description. No one... There's no description of what happened here. Just did it. Why why does this building look like it's an Art Deco? Oh, not even Art Deco. No. This this building is its own Cubist uh, rendition of itself? The fact that the windows don't line up is really bothering me. Yeah, I cannot imagine being inside that. Oh my gosh. Sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Am I... Uh, da, 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 da. Tech Model it's Railroad tech, Club? Yep, the Tech Railroad... I mean, it doesn't really say much about it here either. Um, MIT has kept pace with and helped to advance the digital age. In addition to developing the predecessors to modern computing and networking technologies, students, staff, and faculty members at Project Mac, the Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, and the Tech Model Railroad Club wrote some of the earliest interactive computer video games like Space War with no spaces in it and created much of the modern hacker slang and culture. So I'm, I'm kind of sad. At, it, it's sounding like the Tech Model Railroad Club does not actually have any model railroads in it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's like, I mean, that's it, that's uh, that's hacking in the truest, or in a, in a, I guess not the truest because I can't use scare quotes on it, but like, you know, it's, it's, being kind of furtive about what it is you know it's concealing it behind a train club (laughs) right exactly Mm -hmm. let's see i think that works um do do, do artificial intelligence over the course of 20 years mit received approximately eight hundred thousand dollars via foundations controlled by oh jeffrey epstein okay great that's great moving on love it (laughs) bad mascot here oh what is it I haven't seen oh, it yet. I got the new project and free software movement originated at MIT. Uh, a bold GNU goat head, but I don't know. 
That's not what? actually the, ma- the mascot. Um, mascot, Tim the Beaver. <laughs> what? Yes. The mascot is Tim the Beaver. Tim the Beaver is the official mascot of MIT, appearing on at, at, at athletic events, fundraisers, and other occasions. The name Tim <clears throat> is simply MIT, spelled backwards. What? And it's wow. a beaver because beavers are nature's engineers. No, that. Mm. I mean, so are bees. So is anything that builds a thing. There, lots of things are nature's engineers. Yeah, there's no picture of him on here, unfortunately. Um, there's another type of hacking mentioned. Another one too. Many of the buildings are connected above ground as well as through an extensive oh, network no. of tunnels, providing protection from the Cambridge weather as well as a venue for roof and tunnel hacking. No. Oh. Gotta hack them tunnels. You're, we're getting into national treasure territory here, Tim. I don't Steam like tunnels, it. We're going shops. to steal Tim the Beaver. <laughs> uh, where do I want to go? There's Mystery no li- hunt. There are no libraries linked. There's a... Sad. Yeah. That really? No libraries linked? I did not find it. They don't care about the liberal arts. <laughs> uh, libraries, libraries. <laughs> uh, there are libraries in here. No, right. They're just not, just not linked. linked. The MIT Mystery Hunt is one of the world's oldest puzzle hunts. It is held annually in January. That's neat. That is neat. Um, the MIT library system consists of five subject separate subject libraries. Oh, there it is. Massachusetts Institute of Technology Libraries is under a C also, unfortunately. Hey, you can hack your way there. Oh. I could. You could. I might do it. But first, we'll just say, see, the library system consists of five subject libraries. Barker, Engineering, Dewey, Economics, Hayden, Humanities and Science, Lewis, Music, and Roch, Arts and Architecture. Roch. I don't know why I had to say it like that, but <laughs> it Gotta felt, go to the Roch. We gotta get our best library men on the job. Barker. Oh, yeah, that's a... Dewey. A, a, a great uh, Sean Connery film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Roch. I ain't working with Roch. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> but he gets results. He'll, I hope... He'll hope... he'll scan and make copies of any amount of pages of a book <laughs> any kid asks for. Oh, no, no regard for copyright. Yeah. I hope his Can first you name is your library isn't... badge and your gun. I hope his first name isn't Mike. <laughs> no. Uh... Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah, I think I am going to try hacking and just click on Massachusetts Institute of Technology Libraries. Dang. See if I get lucky. Get you get some libraries in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so Shibboleth. Uh, one second, one second. I gotta get to there. Oh. What is it? Is it MIT? It's just uh, MIT libraries. Massachusetts right? Institute of Technology Libraries. Okay. Yep. I'm there. And it's it's a it's a dud. Oh no. Oh no! It's very small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are no links. Oh no. <laughs> you made All a right. mistake. Hooray! Uh, so Shibboleth. Uh, hey guys, I. I also made a mistake. I found a page that is very racist. Um, it, I, or rather, it's, it is and it isn't because I forgot what a shibboleth actually is based on. The concept is interesting, but like, yeah, it gets, it gets racist real fast. So uh-huh. I'm just going to, I'm going to stick to the top and we're going to just do that and move on. Sounds um, good. A shibboleth is any customer tradition, uh, usually a choice of phrasing or even a single word that distinguishes one group of people from another. 
Uh, shibboleths have been used throughout history in many societies as passwords, simple ways of self-identification, signaling loyalty and affinity, maintaining traditional segregation, or protecting from real or perceived threats. So you see where it's going real fast. Uh, I just, the interesting part to me is just where it originates from. Uh, the term originates from the Hebrew word uh, shibboleth, which literally means part of a plant that, that's uh, like a grain or a, like a piece of wheat. But a, a particular group of people in the Old Testament had a different accent and could not say the word in the same way as uh, a certain another group of uh, Hebrew people. And so that's how they determined that that was the thing that, it, you know, you had to be able to say that word uh, or they basically killed you. So uh, it's it's a thing that's been used throughout history. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have lots of examples. And it it's bad, you guys. Didn't think about this when I clicked it. So uh, I'm just going to move on. Um, one of the one of the segments in here uh, is that they're talking about how um, in the discipline of semiotics uh, can be described to, for non-linguistic non events uh, such as, uh, you know, diets, uh, fad, like fashion and cultural values. Like you can say, oh, you're not really from here unless you know this or only people from here eat that like here in Ohio, uh, you know, green beans and onion ring casserole is like oh this is a very this is how you know you're from ohio that kind of thing right. so like a less terrible version of it is that um but you you use it you know to be less terrible by saying like oh no this is just a cultural shared thing that we have not as a way to say hey you're not from this this culture you're you know so you're other and 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 wrong which is a way that it gets used a lot um anyway mm -hmm. uh they mention here cultural touchstones uh, and they talk about uh, collective memories. Uh, the, they say, for, for example, people from about the same age or from the same nation tend to have the same memories of popular songs, TV shows, and events from their formative years, which is patently incorrect, I can tell you, as someone who struggles with this every day of their life. Um, I'm going to click the same memories here, which leads to collective memory. And I feel like that might get me somewhere that is... I, I was really hoping to get like a library or something that right. was from the ancient world because i knew shibboleth was from uh old hebrew culture thought i might be able to get something that led me <laughs> toward uh toward the, the library of alexandria understood yep so we're, we're uh, at collective memory tim's yes i clicked on collective memory massachusetts institute of technology libraries which is not linked to libraries what uh -oh. wow yep it has it has three links MIT, uh, five academic schools, which just goes to the schools of MIT, <laughs> and something called DSpace. Yep. <laughs> the libraries also manage DSpace, a digital repository created to capture, preserve, and share MIT's intellectual output with the world. <coughs> That's definitely... <clears throat> They didn't think about that one, did they? No. <laughs> that is exactly D what D I would space think. space at MIT currently houses over 21,000 MIT theses. MIT librarians trying to come up with mm. a name for an online place to capture and preserve the Institute's like oh my. <laughs> influence oh. on the world. Does not surprise me if they came up with DSpace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, do we need to put a mature label on this episode? <laughs> like, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> 
Um, I feel like we're getting real close so, to, to do that. So aside from that, they have 5 million items, 3 million volumes of print material, hopefully hopefully including the entire run of Nintendo Power. Mm. Um, 478 online databases, and over 2.8 million items in collections of microforms, maps, images, musical scores, sound recordings, and videotapes. It's got a lot of stuff in there. I'm but, sorry, did they not say microfiche? Did not is say it microfiche. It says microforms. That's a shame because microfiche is a great word because it makes you think of very tiny fish. So. Oh, microfiche. <laughs> uh, so sorry, the only continue. thing that I think will, will propel me forward is to try clicking on DSpace. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're going in. <laughs> Yay. We're, we're in. <laughs> we're in it now. Oh boy. So uh so this is uh this is not going great. Uh because I clicked on a page that has literally five links total. Mm. Um no oh, I'm sorry, six. Oh wow, yeah, it starts it's very top heavy. Uh collective memory refers to the shared pool of memories, knowledge, and information of a social group that is significantly associated with the group's identity. The English phrase collective memory and the equivalent French phrase, oh wow, the la mémoire, mémoire collective, mm-hmm. which is exactly that. I don't know why you had to share that, Wikipedia, uh, appeared in the second half of the 19th century. I, I, I mean, I'm sure people have said that a lot. In the, this can't be a new thing, Wikipedia. It can't be. Um, the philosopher and sociologist Maurice. How, wow, I don't. Sky, you want to take a shot at that? Halbwax? Halbwax. Halbwax. Tim. <laughs> Tim, it's spelled. <laughs> can't even do it. Give it to me. H- yeah. H A L B W A C H S. Halbwax. Uh, we all, the thing is, saying that you can't help but not sound like Homestar Runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Al Blacks. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, to to analyze and advance the concept of collective memory in his book, some French words. Uh, a collective memory can be constructed, shares, and shared, and passed on by large and small social groups. Examples of these can include nations, generations, communities, and others. Those are the things. Oh yeah. The, the, mm. Just any of those, you know. Groups of people. They're all there. And others. Hold on. It's cited. That's cited. Why? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Collective memory has been a topic of interest in research across a number of disciplines, including psychology, sociology, history, philosophy, and anthropology. And that's it. That's that's those are the links on this page. That's it. (laughs) Those five things Hmm. are the linked things on this page. Oh, wow. Uh, They talk about how collective memory can be shared knowledge, uh, you know, like the narratives or values of a social group. Uh, Like there can be some differences between the actual real history and collective memory, which that that is interesting. I like the I like the concept of that, you know, getting some kind of understanding of what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, And. I mean, and then, like, there are different perspectives on it, on whether, basically, whether or not it really exists, um, or if it's just perceived, mostly. Right. Um, So there are some really interesting ideas here, and, oh, my gosh, I just, but there's no 
point in me reading it because there's no links. Um, let's see. Uh, in information, there's something called cross queuing here. Information exchange among group members often helps individuals to remember things that they would not have remembered had they been working alone. In other words, the information provided by person A may queue memories in person B. This phenomenon re results in enhanced recall. Mm. I, I guess. Like, hey, do you remember this thing? Yes, I guess I do. Um, okay. I'm, mm, I'm having to pick from psychology, sociology, <laughs> history, philosophy, and anthropology. Just those subjects. I'm trying to decide which is going to give me the best shot at getting to the library of Alexandria. Yep. That's the game. I feel like it's history. <laughs> sure. I feel like history is the best shot at this. Either that or anthropology. I'm leaning toward those two. Uh, hmm. We've spent a lot of time talking about history. I feel maybe I should go anthropology. Do All right, let's do it. Anthropology. Says. I'm going to click anthropology. All right. Oh, boy. Tim. Oh, boy. Let's oh hear boy. more about D-Space. D-Space. Scott. Disney's new online home for kids. No. <laughs> no. Um, D-Space is an open source repository software package typically Stop used for creating saying. open access repositories for scholarly and or published digital It's a content. repository. It's a repository. Okay. Uh. That's, about, that's about all that's interesting here, except... Oh, except DSpace has has alternatives <laughs> in free and open source software. So here's some names of what DSpace could have been called. I really feel like you're saying it as often as you possibly can. <laughs> Eprints. <laughs> Invenio. No. I N V E N I O. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> we, I understood. Just hook it up to my Zen, veins. Is what Zenodo. they're going for. Zenodo oh. is kind of nice. It's it's uh it's a little tranquil there. C can. What? C can. C C K A N all um all uh capitalized. Like C a toucan, but with a Z. No, no, C. Oh, that makes oh. it better. C can. <laughs> a full a full list of institutional repositories using DSpace software is available via the Registry of Open Access Repositories or ROAR. No. Yep. Wow. They really. Oh. oh. Do you so, do you know what the most common OS is for D Space? Guess. Oh, you're gonna tell me. Guess. Oh boy. Common OS is it where like would you, Leopard or something? Where would like? you Where would you Where would you expect the most D Space? Is it Linux? Yes, it is. Tim, of course it's Linux. <laughs> Great. Of course it is. Uh, I'm gonna click on Open Access. Okay. Because I think oh, that might boy. get us a little bit closer. Oh, I think it will. Good. Great. Um, Kyle, well, you're in I, anthropology. Just anthropology, the concept. Just the entire thought of anthropology uh, the is concept. the scientific study of humans, human behavior, and societies in the past and present. Social anthropology studies the patterns of behavior, and cultural anthropology studies cultural meaning, including <laughs> norms and values. Linguistic anthropology studies how language influences social life. Biological, physical, you, you, you get it. 
There's lots of kinds of anthropology. I hear you. Oh, my gosh. Oxford Bibliographies describes visual anthropology as the anthropological study of the visual and the visual study of the anthropological. What? Yeah. yeah. You Great. can't boomerang like that. <laughs> oh, but Tim. You can in anthropology. <laughs> you can't in anthropology. Uh, archaeology, which study... Oh, big slam on archaeology here. Um, archaeology, which studies human activities through investigation of physical evidence, is thought of as a branch of anthropology in the United States and Canada, while in Europe it's viewed as its own discipline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, as a, uh, you know, as an American, we, uh, we basically are like, no, this is, this is not actually that important somehow. Oh boy. So here's the thing I wanted to try to get to, um, oh wow. There's actually quite a lot on here. Um, okay. So there, yeah. Abstract on anthropology, first test to in reference to history, which I could link to history. Great. Thanks. Um, oh, cool. That's Present use first appeared in Renaissance Germany. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, oh, and links back to Aristotle. There we go. I knew it wasn't going to be far behind. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, what I was looking for here, though, is that I was I wanted to try to see if we could get somewhere. Let's see. Uh, do do anthropology, uh, Anthropological Society of London. That could get me closer. Um, American Anthropological Association. <laughs> Cross, cross-cultural comparisons. I was thinking that I might just want to try to find a, like a, a an organization specifically that I could mm. try to trace back toward. I was actually hoping to get some archaeology on here. There's the American I... Anthropological Association. Oh, is uh, that one? The, ah... The Society of the Social Studies of Science. Yeah. The s- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, okay, so let's see. Oh, the Society of Ethnomusicology. That actually sounds like a, you know, that, there's, that is a little bit musical to say. Um, let's see. Historical materialism. Okay. Is there one that's just like old buildings? Yeah, that's, yeah. Can you help me find the old buildings one? <laughs> um, I feel like it's probably going to end up being that the... Um, oh, boy. Great. Talking about urban anthropology. I'm just going to keep moving. Why are we so bad? Um, there's the European Association of so- Social Anthropologists, although that's probably not quite what I'm looking for. Political. I think I might have to go with the British one. Yeah. Uh, the let's see where was it Anthropological Society of London I'm going to do that how bad can it be <laughs> he <Let's>, says <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, we will find out oh let's see London alright great oh my gosh open access open access <laughs> is a set of principles and a range of practices through which research outputs are distributed online free of cost or other access barriers. With open access strictly defined according to the 2001 definition, or libre open access, wow, open access libre, no, no. 
Barriers to copying or reuse are also reduced or removed by applying an open license for copyright. Main focus of the open access movement is peer-reviewed research literature. Historically, this is centered mainly on print-based academic journals, whereas conventional journals cover publishing costs through access tolls such as subscriptions, site licenses, or pay-per-view charges. Open access journals are characterized by funding models which do not require the reader to pay to read the journal's contents. Cool. Uh, so there's a whole section here on uh, how this works in libraries. including oh, Including good. how it worked in the library of Alexander. No. Oh, uh, that, would, that would be amazing, though. <laughs> the first open source library. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where did it go? Where's the section? Someone just restricted my access to it, right, while I was reading it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, as information professionals, librarians are often vocal and active advocates of open access. These librarians believe that open access promotes promises to remove both the price barriers and permission barriers that undermine library efforts to provide access to the scholarly record, as well as helping to address the serials crisis. I don't know what that is. Uh, many library associations have either signed major open access declarations or created their own. Librarians also lead education and outreach initiatives to faculty, administrators, and others about the benefits of open access. For example, the Association of College and Research Libraries of the American Library Association has developed a scholarly communications toolkit. Ooh. Uh, okay. At most universities, the library manages the institutional repository, uh, which provides free access to scholarly work by the university's faculty. The Canadian Association of Research Libraries, CARL, has a hey, program <laughs> to develop institutional <laughs> repositories at all Canadian university libraries. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Ooh, uh, the pioneer oh, of the boy. open access movement in France <laughs> and one of the first librarians to advocate the self-archiving approach to open access worldwide is Hélène Bosque. Her work is described in her 15-year retrospective. So, library is not straight up linked, but librarians is. Oh, God. As oh. is the Association of College and Research Libraries, the American Library Association, and CARL. Uh, huh. I think I'm just going to go straight up with librarians. I think that's a good play. Maybe I'll get lucky, and I'll talk about librarians at the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go back to the ASL. Let's not. It's super racist. I'm going to click a random article. Cool. I'm random article it. it is. I just clicked random <laughs> article as if that would... <laughs> what, where do you end up? Tethered random article clicking. That would be great. You have got to be kidding me. Co-op clicker. Uh, I, la- I landed on Stone v. Graham at, from 1980, a Supreme Court case... <laughs> Oh. That ruled that a Kentucky statute was unconstitutional and in violation unconstitutional and in violation of the establishment clause of the First Amendment. Uh, cool. I remember this didn't is, we do like a you can click it like three times? Oh, I'm hundred percent doing that because Yeah. yeah we don't uh, need to be that. here. Roll, <laughs> nope. Roll them bones. Um, okay. I accidentally clicked current events. That was weird. Um, no, don't we don't want that either. Nope. <laughs> Uh, all right, I got <laughs> um, uh, Vanderwatt, a South African surname. It's just that's the entire page. 
It lists two people whose last names are Vanderwatt. That's it. Gonna click it one more time and I Oh nope. I, I got I got the Wikipedia page for body blading. What? What is that? Oh, how do I Has even describe this? Buggy rolling? Buggy rolling. What? With the apostrophe. Nothing. <laughs> the apostrophe none of this is, is helping of me gain any clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Tim? This is how else do I say it? Um, body blading is an extreme sport that involves descending down a slope while wearing wearing a flexible aerodynamic plastic roller suit that has the wheel that has wheels on the feet, knees, torso, and arms. Oh my god! The suit god. was created by Jean-Yves Blondeau, and he's one of one of one of the premier, not the premier, but he's one of them. Uh, premier body bladers. It is similar to rollerblading. And in fact, oh. a bodyblader often starts out using the rollers on their feet in the same fashion as rollerblades in order to gain initial speed. Uh, but then the rider generally assumes a position lying on the stomach facing down the hill. A bodyblader is capable of reaching very high citation needed yeah. speeds. <laughs> they just literally just stuck a bunch of wheels on themselves all over. Maneuverability is achieved by moving the body into various positions to change direction. There is, there are two links on this page that are not this man, Jean-Yves Blondeau. <laughs> One of them is extreme sport, and the other is rollerblading, which is an extreme sport. So good luck. I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching the video that you sent to show this off. And it just looks like a form of rollerblading in which you can still keep your momentum if you fall down and are flailing <laughs> yeah. your head up. Uh, That's what I was oh. thinking, too. It's like, oh, I didn't the, the guy does seriously look like he's just kind of flailing a bit. I'm <laughs> just trying to get up, yeah. but he's still moving as he's doing it, so it's okay. This is 100% a Gary's mod. We've, we've seen this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's I pretty know. cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's impressive that anyone would ever do this themselves. Yeah. <laughs> to themselves is what you just said, right? Yep. I'm clicking extreme sport. All right. Okay. <laughs> Librarian, speaking of extreme sports. You're so close right. to the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> it's extreme sport. But I understand <laughs> listen, that's all you had left to do. Listen, it's less. it's less terrible than where I was before. All right. Tim. A librarian is a person who works professionally in a library, (laughs) providing (laughs) access to information and sometimes social or technical programming to users. In addition, librarians provide instruction (laughs) on information literacy to users. Cool. Are you okay? I'm fine. I accidentally hit my my headset. I'm okay. Okay. Uh, Traditionally, a librarian is associated with collections of books. As demonstrated by the etymology of the word librarian from the Latin liber book. The rule of a librarian, the role of a librarian is continually evolving to meet social and technological needs. A modern librarian may deal with provision and maintenance of information in many formats, including books, electronic resources, magazines, newspapers, audio and video recordings, maps, manuscripts, photographs, and other graphic material. Uh... (laughs) Okay. Bibliographic databases and web-based and digital resources. 
also video games because come on there's video yeah. games at all the libraries now and that's pretty rad uh the ancient world the sumerians were the first to train clerks to keep records of accounts masters of the books or keepers of the tablets or scri- wait tim i think you're wrong it can't possibly be that old it uh, has to be that- <laughs> sorry go no, on no nope, nope did not start with the greeks or romans incredible i'm astounded uh, but they have quotes around masters of the books and keepers oh of the tablets God. except books is not capitalized and tablets is yeah <laughs> that's infuriating mm. uh they were scribes <laughs> or priests who were trained to handle the vast amount and complexity of these records the extent of their specific duties is unknown sometime but in the century, cited. yeah <laughs> Sometimes we it's just too just like, oh we don't know. Uh, sometime, we really know. <laughs> sometime in the eighth century BC, Ashurbanipal, king of Assyria, created a library at his palace in Nineveh in Mesopotamia. Oh dang! He was the first individual in history to introduce librarianship as a profession. What? That's kind of cool. We know of at least one keeper of the books who is employed to oversee the thousands mm-hmm. of tablets on Sumerian and Babylonian materials, including Name's literary. Carl including literary texts. <laughs> His name his lives name. on in Canada. History. His name is D-Space. <laughs> omens. <laughs> they kept omens. Oh, nice. Astronomical calculations. Cool. <laughs> mathematical tables, grammatical and linguistic tables, dictionaries, and commercial records and laws. All of these tablets were cataloged and arranged in logical order by subject or type, each having an identification tag. The Great Library of Alexandria, created by Ptolemy the uh, First. After hey. the death of Alexander the Great in 323 BC, was created to house the entirety of Greek literature. They had okay, to get into the go. Greeks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was notable for its famous librarians: Demetrius, <laughs> Zenodotus, Eratosthenes, Apollonius, Aristophanes, Aristarchus, and Callimachus. Callimachus. Sure. Very Just don't call me late for dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> the librarians at Alexandria were considered the custodians of learning. So, so you went from masters Whoa. of the books and keepers <laughs> of the tablets to custodians of It's all of downhill learning. from here. <laughs> Soon you're just going to be signing out iPads. And... <laughs> uh, so, yes... Um... Which I guess is still the keeper of the tablets, actually. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gone full circle. We're back. Yeah, to the yeah we're tablets. back to the. Ah, uh, anything else in here that is standing out? Um, additional responsibilities. There's a big list. Creating pathfinders. Interesting. Oh, it's like a list Mention of the... like if you are interested in this topic. Check out these books. The Library of Congress recommends. Um, yeah, not much else here that is standing out. Oh, man, there's a very dapper-looking librarian <laughs> named uh, Ida Leeson. Uh, yeah. I who are they? It just says, it just says Mitchell, li- Mitchell Librarian, handsome. the State Library of New South Wales. Are they mentioned in here anywhere, though? Is it just their photo? I guess it's just their photo. It doesn't say anything else about them. It's just for fun. 
Yeah, it's just, that, it's just that's in a librarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a librarian. Mm-hmm. Choose your fighter sort of deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I am going to click on Library of Alexandria. Well nice done. job, Tim. So, I, I mean, obviously, Tim, uh, nice job. I do have one, two things. I have two things that I want to share on this page. Because, of course, the Extreme Sport page is... It's wild, you guys. It's extreme. Um, we start out with, uh, on at the very top of it, they show, we have an image of a free solo ice climber on a steep ice slope with personal safety gear, but without, but completely without a rope or any form of climbing protection from fall. Yeah, he's just doing so, it. Yeah, he's just climbing. But anyway. Except you know that he... The person taking this photograph is just like... Is right there, yeah. Like, well, and they're tilting the camera. He's just on the ground. <laughs> He's just on the ground, yeah. Um, the definition of extreme sports, according to this page, is unex- is not exact. And the origin of the term is unclear. But it gained popularity in the 1990s when it was picked up by marketing companies to promote the X Games. And when the Extreme Sports Channel the extreme and the Extreme Sports Company launched... Nice. Uh, so that's a real thing. And then there's this bit that I have to share with you uh, in the history section. Um, okay. The origin in, of the divergence of the term extreme sports from sports may date back to the 1950s in the appearance of a phrase usually, but wrongly, attributed to Ernest Hemingway. The phrase is... Oh, wow. Mm. Can't wait. The fr- <laughs> Uh, I have to get in the mindset of Ernest Hemingway. What's the what's the voice for? Is it, is it there? Is it a, it's like a it's a Ron uh, it's a Ron Swanson almost like it. Mm. There are only three sports: bullfighting, motor racing, sports. Yeah, I, that's a decent Ron Swanson. I'm sorry. Uh, there are only three sports: bullfighting, motor racing, and mountaineers. Now mountaineering. All the rest are merely games. Oh wow. That's the phrase. That's the that's the actual phrase that that is misattributed to Ernest Hemingway. Uh, and then and then there's this incredible graph that I have to share with you, that is on this page. I do not know what to make of it at all, but it is wonderful. <laughs> oh, these are like type weaknesses, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, surfing is super effective against windsurfing. Yeah. <laughs> But skateboarding is not good against surfing. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they it is a list of the origins slash evolutions of major extreme sports with no explanation to any of this. So it's okay, to say, hold, like, hold up. No, we I get what this is. Do you? <laughs> it's what the combinations of the things make. It's like oh how these gosh. things you got land sailing, right? That's from sailing. <laughs> But also, there's windsurfing, and that's sailing and surfing put together. And then oh surfing, kind of, skateboarding's kind of like surfing and soapbox racing together. And then no, 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 no. Skate, skateboarding <laughs> no. and snowboarding are like, skiing and snowboarding? Related. Skiing and water skiing? <laughs> water skiing's basically skiing and powerboating put together. But so their argument here is that snowboarding could not possibly exist if we did not have skateboarding and skiing. Like we needed both of those things hey. so that someone was like, "Hey, hey. if I took my Kyle, skateboard, that's Kyle. how science works." Kyle, yeah. Have you ever seen a snowboard before skiing or skateboarding was invented? <laughs> no, you're right. You got me. 
<laughs> you got me. I don't understand the colors though, because skateboarding no, and snowboarding. Either. It's not explained. Literally, just, the the dis- the image I, itself has no explanation to it. I kind of feel like, like there's soap, no description or anything. Soapbox racing is a bit dubiously placed. Like I can't, yeah. I can't imagine someone creating a skateboard and being like, "Yeah, you know what? I was really thinking about soapbox racing when I made this." <laughs> this is what I meant to do. I'm sorry. I I got I aimed for this and missed, and this is what like, I ended up with. The first thing I thought was, "Man, what if a soapbox racer, but smaller, and you stood on it?" Yeah, but no box, right? <laughs> but just just the the most minimal of soapboxes, just the one side of box. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I figured it out. Oh boy! So, green mm-hmm. green means that it is an OG. It is not. <laughs> it is not. All the arrows point out, right? It's it's yeah. it's affecting. Oh, I it's see. not being affected by the other sports. I see. Yes. Uh, if it's blue, it has two <laughs> going. Either towards or away. No, it's, if it's blue, no, yeah. it's only being affected. Yeah, blue if is meaning that orange, it is influenced by both of those yes. other things. If it's orange, it's both being influenced and influencing. I feel like we just made a breakthrough, gentlemen, <laughs> of this thing that someone else has already created and should have explained. <laughs> yeah, I think I figured it. I but think they, also, they would counter with... You guys figured it out. But <laughs> but also there's no basis to any of this. They're like that's just this is just a a, a graph telling us yeah. some weird chart saying that para jumping was here before paragliding. Let me tell you something guys, you para jump once, if you don't paraglide, you only para jump once. Yeah, you're telling me. I'm I'm telling you somebody definitely fell out of the sky before they <laughs> glided through the sky, okay? Oh my god! And nobody, nobody figured out kite bugging until paragliding. Bugging. Oh man. Ugh. Good times. I, there's nothing else on this page I want to share. That's it. That's literally it. Um, there are lots of good things on it. I mean, let me don't be don't get me wrong. There's some I'm cool 100%, stuff. Yeah, I'm 100 coming back here at some point. Yeah. But oh my gosh, this I this graph just on its own was worth the entire page Mm -hmm. definitely go kite surfing Mm. kite surfing um (laughs) oh wow the library of alexandria (laughs) kite surfing kite Uh, kite so it's uh (laughs) what kite surfing is involving (laughs) 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 kite bugging You good? Well, I, uh, I'm good. I'm I'm good. We're not. No, Tim. We're not good. <laughs> Clearly. Go, go solid hickory. The good, it's, it's smooth hickory. Thank you. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. How did uh-huh. I? How did I misremember? <laughs> the great library <laughs> of Alexandria. In Alexandria, Egypt, was one of the largest and most significant libraries of the ancient world. Uh, it was part of a larger research institution called the Museon. Well, hold on. No, we need to give this no. the gravity that it deserves, and we're not. Okay. 
No, you cannot give it more dumb names. We are up to here in dumb names tonight. Dumb names? The Boosie. The Museon no, of Alexandria. It's, it's dedicated to the muses. <laughs> that's, that's what it says here. Yeah. The Museon of Alexandria. I so. Just so you guys, Tim, uh, Sky, just so you don't worry about it, I backed away from the mic before I did that. It's, it stands for Institution of the Muses. <laughs> sure it does. Ooh. Oh, man, I'm crying again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'll pull it together, I promise. <laughs> Let's see here. <gasps> All right, I got it. I got it under control, I think. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of articles here. Ooh. Nothing really standing out quite. Um, the collection, <laughs> it's not possible to determine the collection's size in any era with certainty. Uh, <laughs> Sky. I'm sorry. Sky just posted a, a hackerized version of the word <laughs> museon. I'm in. I <laughs> we make a bad podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't. This is bad radio. Wonder. We don't make a bad <laughs> podcast. We just make an honest one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just showing Wikipedia for us for <laughs> being as terrible as it is. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Uh, so, Smooth uh, Hickory is available on Twitter, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> not anymore, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> not after tonight, it isn't. Nope. Uh, so, you know. Oh, my God. There was a lot of books in it. They they had, uh, they used papyrus at first. Uh, then kind of went on to parchment. <sighs> they upgraded. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, remember, like, when your <laughs> library went from, like, just books to like to ebooks having computers and yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. Grolier multimedia encyclopedia on CD ROM. Oh yeah. Man, what must the uh what must like the old guard like they looked at this parchment stuff and they're like, when I was a kid, papyrus was just fine for me. Just, I don't know what you what you see in this parchment we're but just, it's not nearly as good. You can't get nearly as good of a brushstroke uh, as you do on papyrus. We're just we're just writing on dead animals now. Is that what we're doing? Oh, is that what we're doing? Oh, great. Okay. We're not we're not just pressing plant matter together like we used to. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely not sacrilegious in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, those yeah. arguments must have been great. I would have loved to out, of, out of control. Oh. I Sorry. wonder. I wonder how much more we would know about the past, though, if that library had survived. I know how it much. Is, how much a... like fan fiction was <laughs> lost? And, uh, yeah. No, you know what? This all ties into our need to to uh, save the Internet Archive. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah I was going to bring it up earlier, and I'm like, it's we too will sad. not know what the juicy memes were in 2007 ever again if we don't save that. It's true. No, and I mean, very also true. very serious reasons, too. I'm just being a jerk. 
No, we're, again, we make an honest podcast. An honest podcast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of, you know, old, ancient, famous people that are mentioned in here. Yeah, uh, the sure library are. was built in the Bruchion <laughs> Royal Quarter as part of the Museon. It's the purpose stop. was to show off the wealth of Egypt with research as a lesser goal, but its contents were used to aid the ruler of Egypt. The exact layout of the library is not known, but ancient sources describe the Library of Alexandria as comprising a collection of scrolls, Greek columns, a parapatos walk, a room for shared dining, a reading room, <laughs> meeting room, gardens, and lecture halls, creating wow. a model for the modern university campus. It also just oh kind of sounds like a hotel. Like It does. I was a about to say that's a hotel convention slash center. Conference center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A um, hall, a hall, oh, sorry, one more sentence. A hall contained shelves for the collections of papyrus scrolls known as Bibliotheque. Uh, <laughs> according to popular description, an inscription above the shelves read, The Place of the Cure of the Soul. Amazing. Yep. All right, I'm done. Nice. I just wanted to mention oh, so good. Uh, it says in Legacy. Um, the Library of Alexandria was one of the largest and most prestigious libraries of the ancient world, but it was far from the only one. By the end of the Hellenistic period, almost every city in the eastern Mediterranean had a public library, and so did many medium-sized towns. Um, I didn't really know that. I guess I was assuming it was like maybe only big, big cities had them. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's very cool that there were more libraries around than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Roman period, number of libraries only proliferated, uh, sure. and by the 4th century AD, there were at least two dozen public libraries in the city of Rome itself alone. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's more libraries than a lot of cities have these days. Yeah, very true. Cool. Um, Congrats, Tim. <laughs> Good well job. Done. Thank you. Good job, you both of you. Mm. Ex- <laughs> oh, extreme sport. That... <laughs> I know you didn't like it as much as we did, but that oh. that graph was stupendous. Oh, it's incredible! I I don't like. I'm, I I'm feel like I gonna... like did a Sudoku, uh, <laughs> some sort of logic puzzle. Also, uh, I've done some some sleuthing around, and um, there's some tweets that have smooth, hashtag smooth hickory in them. <laughs> My tins better hurry the hell up. Try finding these here in the north. Did a little shopping today. Copenhagen <laughs> smooth hick. It's a it's a type of uh, chewing tobacco. Of oh. course it is. Of course it is. Smooth hickory. Smooth hickory. All right. Well, good job, guys. Um, oh my. Good job, listeners, especially on this one. Uh, oh, I think we did great tonight. For what it could have been, we did amazing. If you want to find more episodes? We're at. Uh, uh, wskbcast.blogspot.com you can find us on any podcatcher you know it's out there leave us a review nobody's left us a review for a long time um, uh-huh. we're on twitter at wskbcast <laughs> we're on youtube um, if you search we should know better uh, I did some streaming I might do some more streaming uh, of games on there because it's fun um, that's pretty much that's all I got you guys got anything? Mm, no, I'm good. I'm I'm just gonna be thinking about this 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 chart for like another couple mm. days. Oh boy, <laughs> I I feel like there's a thesis in here somewhere. 
I just I would I feel like I need to uncover it. Sure. Of course. Maybe I can look in D space. Oh, let's all go look in D space. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just look up thesis. Yeah, you guys. Mm. Oh. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Good night. Good night, you guys. D space, you guys. Just, I can't. I can't. You just, you just have to. You look. You have to play it straight. You have to play it professionally. Mm. No, damn. You're not. How? How did they? How did more than one person, more than one person, saw that, and they were like, "Got it." What I, I think Don't, what I what I didn't get into was it was originally called like Dura Space. Nope. And uh, they just shortened it to D-Space. <laughs> no. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. That's a good explanation.